Another virtual activity that MindRamp has done is phone classes, which we did in association with the organization called Well Connected. For years, MindRamp has been involved with uh, Well Connected, which was previously called Senior Center Without Walls. Well Connected is a virtual community that stays connected via telephone. Well Connected provides its community with a robust catalog of classes and activities that are delivered over the phone. So for years, MindRamp has offered free interactive brain health classes through Well Connected. Roger hosted an ongoing series called What's New in Brain Health that discussed cutting-edge research in plain language. Roger and I also co-taught classes on how to use the MindRamp method. In addition to telephone communication, WellConnected makes use of the virtual communication mechanisms of snail mail, emails, and printers. A few days before each class, MindRamp supplied WellConnected with one or two handouts to accompany the upcoming class. WellConnected then mailed the handouts to community members without computers and used emails for those with computers. Participants could look at the printed page, look at the email attachment on the screen, or print a hard copy. I should mention that WellConnected has now sort of moved on to provide Zoom webinars as well as the phone, just the phone connections, so people who have computers and a camera can join online and can see the presenter and can be seen as well and can do their interactive questioning using uh, that interactive uh, mechanism on Zoom. So there are some tips for managing virtual audio activities. First is muting and non-muting. It's very helpful for the host or instructor to have the capacity to mute all participants. As a general rule, MindRamp started out classes with all of the lines unmuted so that we could find out who was attending and, and to do some initial check-ins. But when we got to the more didactic or instructive parts of the class, when Roger and I were pri providing information, we muted everyone or asked them to mute themselves. Then, after the presentation segment, we would unmute again to take questions and comments. Who is speaking? Without visual cues, it's often hard to know who is speaking. It's useful, therefore, to have participants and instructors, when there are more than one, to say their names before making a comment. This is Michael. I wanted to ask blah, blah, blah. At the beginning of a presentation, with multiple presenters, each presenter should say their name when they start talking. This is Roger. I'd like to follow up on blah, blah, blah. This is Michael, and so on. Questions, comments, and answers. One challenge with audio-only exchanges is that you don't have visual cues from the participants, and often more than one person starts talking at the same time. So the more you can manage participation, the better the experience. One technique we developed was at question time to start Q&A by simply taking names of people who wanted to ask a question or to make a comment. So it's much easier to handle a single name than it is to cope with overlapping conversations. So the process would be, say your name if you have a question or you have a comment, 
or say your name and the subject of your questions. So, this is Michael. I want to ask a question about um, myelinization. Mm -hmm. The instructor then has a list of names and topics and can call on one individual at a time. There might be a couple of questions about myelinization, so you could you can organize the answers then around that topic. Like I said, if there are overlapping questions, they can be grouped together and dealt with at the same time. Some technologies, such as Zoom, have a chat function or a sort of raise-your-hand function that can be used to indicate the desire to raise a question or to make a comment. Visual components. Whenever visual materials are used in the presentation, they have to be described in the simplest of terms. Some of our well-connected students were visually impaired and couldn't see the handouts uh, or the, the PowerPoints that we were using. One such student gently reminded us of this fact and asked us to describe the visual information we were discussing. So as a general rule, don't use visual information for an audio presentation unless you can describe it easily and effectively.